Hello and welcome back to Practicing Human, the podcast where every day we're getting a little better at life. I'm your host, Corey Mascara, and in today's episode, we're going to talk about why presence can be perceived as both compelling but also threatening by other people. More to come on that in a moment. First, let's settle in together with the sound of the bells. Okay, so let's talk about presence. I wrote a whole book on presence. It is a quality of being that is dear to my heart. And it is something that I think is very compelling in the world to see more of. Compelling to experience ourselves and compelling to see in other people. There's something that's refreshing about it. And yet, there's also something that can be threatening to other people. And so let's explore why that might be. This quality of presence asks us to move beyond our normal ways of relating in the world, our normal patterns of conditioning, our normal ways of just being caught in the story of who we are, where we're going, what we have to achieve, what's essential, what's not essential. We all have a different story, and I think we're all familiar with what it can be like to be caught in that on automatic pilot. All of these defenses that we put up, the job titles, the stories, the labels, whatever it might be, that lets us live in a particular way to feel safe, uh, important, have a certain felt sense of self-esteem. And many people live their entire lives like that. If you're listening to this podcast, it probably means you're interested in something a, a little deeper, not to fully deny that way of being, but perhaps just a disillusionment with it. And so this is where, you know, the practices of mindfulness, meditation, different contemplative practices come in. And we get to taste just what it's like to drop beneath some of that story. And it's not always dropping beneath it. We could even just say expanding around it. We connect to the part of ourselves that is not the thoughts moving through our minds. And it's not our patterns of conditioning and all of these defenses that we put up to create a sense of self moment by moment. And so it, it's not simply the act of just being present. There's also this decompensation. And I say that with the most amount of reverence. There's less of a need to try to be someone other than who we are in this moment. And it can feel extremely settling when we experience it for ourselves. And it's also compelling to other people because they can sense in us that we've let go of this burden of uh, trying to be someone or trying to live out a story that 
all of society seems to be doing and getting somewhere and you do this and I'll do that and we'll pretend that it's all like there's a certain kind of importance to it and not to diminish all of it but I, I think you you know what I'm saying and what I'm getting at it's just we get so sucked into all of it and so much of it is just this fabrication and so when we sense in someone that they're connected to something deeper they're more aligned that there's this soft openness and vulnerability and an attunement to just what's true right now. There's something that's very attractive about that. It's almost as if it gives us permission to rest in that state and not have to uphold this certain image or way of being that, while we're very used to, can also be exhausting. However, this is also the same reason that your presence can be threatening to another person or another person's presence can be threatening to you. Because in that space of presence with another, you can't engage in your usual patterns. They don't have a place to land. The usual strategies and stories and playing out of conditionings, you know, sort of require another person to receive them, interpret it, throw something back at you, your story, my story, interacting, the drama of life, whatever it might be. And, and it sort of requires something to hit against and to rebound off of. But that space of presence, it's more like a, an open hallway, a vast space and so that conditioning sort of just goes out but doesn't get met, has nothing to hit off of. And it can be quite disorienting for us. And it can be quite threatening because the sense of self that we've created is often the only thing that we know. It's what we've lived our whole life on. And even though it might be exhausting to maintain and to uphold it's still our sense of security, our sense of safety, our sense of who we are. Of course, this is the ego, but the ego is one domain of our experience. And if it's all we know, if it's all we've ever put our marbles into, it's going to resent being in a space that might invite it to not be itself anymore. And this is what the presence of another person can do to us or our own presence can do to another. Maybe you've experienced it for yourself on the receiving end, being with someone that embodies this quality of, of ease and vulnerability and stillness that it, it invites you to almost question what you're doing with your life and why you're doing what you're doing. And then there's a quick push back to that and go, ah, well, you know what? They don't look like they do anything anyway. They, they're they probably not productive in the world. And we just sort of create this story to make them wrong. Have you ever been there before? I certainly know I have. And I've also been on the other side of that. And I'm curious if you have as well, if on your journey of growth and development of any different form, but especially touching into this place of presence, certain relationships that you used to have now have a different dynamic and maybe you've sensed that the other person 
receiving it is it just feels like something is off or you can see their discomfort with you in a way that you never saw before maybe because it never arose or you didn't have the clarity to see them playing out their own ego conditioning and so it is an interesting thing that this thing that is so compelling and that all of us are craving on some deep level can in the early stages be threatening to others and ourselves. And you might notice this show up in your relationships. Now, if you do notice that start to happen, and if these are truly meaningful relationships in your life, usually there will be a reorganization that happens. And uh, it can be a great gift to the other person to embody this new state of presence. But if you're also finding that this person just can't get out of their own way, then sometimes that does mean you might have to change your social circles or your relationships. But nothing has to happen in an abrupt way, especially with uh, longer relationships. You know, when we embody that space of presence, even if there's resentment on the other side, to really hold that space uh, means to continue to meet what arises with uh, a sense of softness, compassion, and love. It doesn't mean that we have to take and assume someone else's uh, hatred toward us. We still have boundaries, but I'm thinking of relationships maybe with family or parents where it's not so easy to just break the dynamic. You can practice being in that presence with them, even if it's triggering to them, and just hold their responses uh, with love and with care and compassion. But the main thing I wanted to share on this episode is that that quality of presence is a a rare, unique quality in the world. For that reason, it can be very attractive, very compelling to others, and it can also be quite threatening. So just keep this in mind as you continue your journey of practicing human as something to notice that could arise. You're doing great. Thanks so much for your practice. I'll talk to you soon, and until next time, take care.